1: Lightning fans, you've found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Welcome into the lightninginsider.com podcast. Eric Erlinson here from lightninginsider.com after Thursday's game against the Vegas Golden Knights for uh, overtime loss in this one. uh, Kind of a tough one for the Lightning to not go their way. Vegas scores with about a minute and a half left to go in the overtime and uh, Lightning fall in this one but they pick up a point They get a couple of goals in the final three minutes to force this game to an overtime. Brayden Point with the tying goal and the power play in the final minute. And then Nikita Kucherov had the uh, goal that pulled it within 3-2 with an extra attacker uh, on that play. So uh, the Lightning able to pull a point out of a game in which they trailed by two in the third period. You never discount... Uh, the ability to kind of come back and, and fight through uh, what the Lightning had to fight through tonight. You know, we, uh, we talk about the process, right? And for everybody who's been all over me saying they've played poorly, they've played poorly, they play played poorly they can not play this in the playoffs, they can't do that. Uh, again, as I've said, uh, I'm not telling you that they have played well, but I will tell you tonight they did play well. They absolutely played well. They they deserved two points in this game. They only end up with, with one, so that's disappointing in that, that aspect. It's disappointing that basically a five- to six-minute lull to start the third period ended up being the reason why they only get one point out of this game. But process, process, process is what's been preached by this coaching staff, and for them to go from what we saw on Sunday in Carolina, which was about the low point that this team can get to beating Vegas, sorry, beating Philly on Tuesday. And I know it was Philadelphia, but they needed a win. They got a win. And then to watch the way they played tonight. And and this is what, (laughs) you know, kind of, kinda gets under my skin a little bit and I shouldn't let it but it, it does sometimes. They played terrific hockey through two periods. They did. There was a, a, a brain brain cramp on the opening shift of the game because I'm not sure what happened. Uh and I, I forgot to ask uh, John Cooper about it after the game, but basically they they were they were short a player on the ice. They were short of playing on the ice because Mikey Asimont went off for a change and nobody came on for him. So it, it should have been a two-on-two, two. ended up being a two-on-one because uh, – and the only the only thing I can think of, the only explanation that I have on that one is that, uh, you know, you're you're not ready for a change 30 seconds into the first, first period. You're, it just doesn't usually happen that way. But you go back and you look at the replay. The puck is in. The Vegas end, uh, Asamont heads up ice, and all of a sudden you look up as Zach Bogosian tries to step up and, and pinch the play off, uh, doesn't get there, uh, and Vegas gets a two-one out of it, a two-on-one out of it because they only had four players on the ice. Now I, I think Braden Point jumped on right before the goal was scored. He gets an unfortunate minus, but if that was his play, because Asamont was the center to start the game, if that's his man to replace somebody. Somebody wasn't paying attention on the bench. So, again, focus, you know, mental fatigue as we talk about, you know, as we talked about during this stretch with this team. So, uh, that that cost them a goal 27 seconds into the game. But the Lightning dominated the rest of the first period. They get a Braden Point goal to tie it up a few minutes after falling behind. Um, and, and, look, they... They dominated everything in this game in the first two periods except for the scoreboard. Vegas had <laughs> the shots kept changing as for whatever reason this year in every building. It's not just in Tampa. It's it's a lot of buildings, but obviously I see the ones here on a nightly basis. The it was either eight or nine shots through two periods that Vegas had. Eight or nine shots. You will take that every day of the week. And and this is where, again, I probably let things get under my skin a little too much at times. Dominated for the first two periods. Nobody nobody said a word to me. Hey, they're playing great. Hey, it's great to see this. Hey, they're on their way back. Nothing like that. And the moment, you know, a Mikhail Sergachev again, kind of has a breakdown on the power play. He tries to keep a puck in. He can't get there. It leads to a breakaway Uh, And kind of an odd finish uh, that ended up resulting in another shorthanded goal against uh, to open the third period on a play, quite honestly, in which should have been whistled down because Sergeyev was interfered with trying to get back uh, into the play and and get to the puck. Wasn't called. He actually ended up getting to the puck at the end. And I think he might have actually uh, inadvertently uh, forced the puck into the net as he kind of tried to dive and, and, and get the puck away uh, from William Carlson in that situation, he, he just wasn't able to get it. Um, and then a, uh, a Vegas power play gave him a 3-1 lead. And then all of a sudden, everybody wants to come out of the woodworks again. This team sucks. They're never going to win a Stanley Cup. They're not even going to meet the playoffs at this point. They're... Uh, you know, you can't you can't win in the playoffs if you're playing like this. Look, hockey is a game of mistakes. And mistakes are always going to be made. And usually it's the ones who make the fewest of mistakes that usually have a better chance to win the game. Vegas capitalized on Tampa Bay's mistakes. The Lightning didn't necessarily capitalize on their opportunities. Now, they only had... They have 21 shots, 20 shots. Again, it kept changing. At one point, it was 21. At one point, it was 20. I think the shots after two periods were 19 to 8. So they weren't peppering Jonathan Quick, but they had chances. They had looks. That second period, I believe the high danger chances at even strength were 7-0 for Tampa Bay. I'm pretty sure the scoring chances were somewhere around 19 to 3. You know, they had an expected goals rate of about 1.3, which is high for a period. And they just couldn't capitalize on those opportunities. But they were there. And that's where you talk about process over outcome. The process was good tonight. This is the best game they've played in a while. There's no debating that. Again, Lowell for about five minutes. Ended up giving up two goals. So there's that focus that we've talked about here the last couple of weeks. That mentally they haven't been in the spots they need to be throughout the game. And it's, it's costing them. And it's, pucks are ending up in the back of the net. But the third period, again, they found a way to fight back. And you, you <laughs> we don't see this type of play too much in the NHL nowadays. I'm not sure the score sheet was right by the time I left the rink. But all five players from each team on the ice after a melee along the boards, and it was pretty much a melee, they all got 10-minute misconduct penalties. All of them. Both teams finished the game with three lines and four Ds. It started when... Keegan Colasar delivered a little bit of a hit. It wasn't much of anything to Pat Maroon after the whistle. So Maroon turned around and kind of gave him a quick jab, and then all hell broke loose. Um, You saw Zach Bogosian uh, pulling somebody off of Corey Perry as he had somebody draped on his back. You know, dragging a guy, trying to drag a guy off of Corey Perry. Uh, gloves all over the ice, sticks all over the ice. It uh, it, it was a, a little version of nineteen eighties hockey uh, for a couple of minutes there, um, you know. And it look it, I think it fired up the Lightning. I think it pulled them into a fight, not literally into a fight, but you know it, it. Here's what it shows you when that happens, when those type of situations happen. And if you've listened to me, you you've Read my stuff for years. I'm not a big proponent of fighting still being so prevalent in the league. I understand why it's there and I understand why it's never going to go away, at least not anytime soon, despite even guys like Steve Eiserman at one point saying it was time to take fighting out of the game. But what this did in this moment and a lot of the things that need to be taken out of the game are the stage fights, which have been for the most part. You don't see that too often nowadays. But what you saw in this case was a Lightning team that need needs to show some fight in their game. Some emotion in their game because they they have been flat. It's a big thing I've talked about here for... You know, the last couple of weeks is that they're stale. They've just been stale. And that's why you find mental mistakes more than physical mistakes are happening, you know, at a rate we're not used to seeing from this team. You know, you take all the hockey they've played throughout the year, uh, the past three years and everything else. You understand from that standpoint why there could be some of that set in when essentially there's nothing to play for. But that situation that, that that sparked all of that, it, it, did, it did bring some emotion to the bench. You know, and the Lightning are able to tie it on a terrific shot from Nikita Kucherov from the left circle during the extra attacker. Off the post and in. And then, very similar to Game 1 against Florida in the first round of the 2021 playoffs, if you remember this, Nikita Kucherov had had a couple of power play goals in the game from that spot on the ice, and the lighting were down in the third period when Sergey Bobrovsky lined up to try and take the shot away from Nikita Kucherov, overcommitted to it, and it left Braden Point wide open in the in the, the low slot. Identical play because Jonathan Quick overcommitted to Nikita Kucherov and there was brighton point right there in that soft spot between the hash marks and the net was open all he had to do was make sure it went on frame all he had to do uh, and he ties the game with under a minute to go what's so special about hero bread's soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs five to eleven grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving made with natural ingredients Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net-carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Hero. So, showed some fights. The top players, obviously... We've talked a lot about the benching and what that meant. And, you know, for for those guys to be the two uh, to kind of lead the way back there um, and and score a couple of huge goals. Uh, Braden Point hit 40 tonight. He had two goals. He hit 40 and 41 on the season. He's, you know, there's 18 games left in the season now. 18, 17 games left. 17, 18 games left in the season. He needs nine more goals to hit 50 would be just the third player in franchise history to hit 50 behind Vinny LeCavalier and uh, Steven Stamkos. So uh, look for that here down the stretch. That's something that I think the Lightning will try. Uh, certainly his teammates will try and push him towards. Uh, but you know two of the guys, two of the three guys that were in the spotlight less than a week ago for being benched for a period were the ones that led the way back. And that's I've done a lot of interviews on the radio over the past couple of days specifically asked about that situation because it, you know, it did. It made headlines across the NHL about the effect. And, you know, knowing those players and knowing how well John Cooper knows those players, you knew that this was not going to be a situation where the players quit on the coach, which could happen. But you knew it wasn't going to be the case. And those two guys were at the forefront of it tonight. And Braden Point was terrific in this game. Nikita Kucherov, again, um, the situation earlier in the game where Vegas had another shorthanded opportunity going the other way. He hustled back on a back check to disrupt the shot. And you know it was still a shot on goal it was still a shot directed towards net but he disrupted it so it wasn't a, a grade a chance right so that's hustle on the back check. so that's the kind of response you like to see from those players in that situation uh, and then then leading the way to, to come back and get a very valuable point and not I mean the results the results don't matter matter. you want the results you want the points. But you you just want the process to be right, right? And and this is something that plenty of people have talked to me about. Oh, they got to be playing better going into the playoffs. They got to be better. Well, they played better tonight and still people wanted to trounce them. Because I'll say it again. Hockey in March is not hockey in April specifically for teams like Tampa Bay and the situation that they're in you don't need to be clicking on all cylinders quote unquote going into the playoffs because I looked it up again tonight you know the Ottawa Senators went 16-3-3 in the final 22 games of the 2015 season and lost their first three playoff games myriad of reasons for it but March hockey does not equal April hockey it's the same thing with Tampa Bay I know they've played like garbage during that five game winless stretch in particular and really six games going back to the Detroit game I never once said they were playing well I've always said don't worry don't overreact to how they're playing right now because that's not how they're going to play in the playoffs oh they can't flip a switch well they kind of can flip a switch and i think you saw some of that tonight gotta beat a good team it's just the flyers the other night they played really well against a good team against a team that wanted to answer for having lost the game in florida the night uh, two nights before Right? The playoffs are just different. So you need to you know, stop overreacting to games that take place in March and think that that's how a team is going to play in the playoffs. And I've said it before. There's a good chance they might lose in the first round of Toronto. There's a good chance. But it won't be because of how they played against Philadelphia on a Tuesday in March. It won't be because how they played on a Thursday against Vegas in March. It'll be because maybe they didn't play well in game two of the series and it ends up being the difference. Maybe it's because Toronto's just a better team. Maybe it's because Ilya Samsonov played out of his mind. Like, you can't equate the two. It's such a different thing. But you cannot come at me tonight and sit here and say, well, they lost the game. Yeah, yeah. They didn't get two points. They got one point. They deserved two. They got one. But they played at a level that I think you have to appreciate. And, you know, in the middle of this stretch, too, like this is the other thing that if you're a Lightning fan, you want to see them balance here a little bit. And that balance has to be... Energy? How much energy are you going to expand, expend during this stretch when you're playing 19 games in 33 days? And tonight was game 10 of this stretch. So they're just over the halfway point of this very difficult stretch of games. This is a difficult stretch. And I'm not saying they're trying to conserve energy with the way they're playing. Clearly, that's not the case. But how much energy do you want them to expand simply trying to win a game against, let's call it Chicago on Saturday. That's the next one on the schedule. Do you want them to go all out in that game? Or do you want them to play at a level that they they can be at to win a game with understanding there's a, there's always a bigger picture at play with with this team right now. so that that's just always my point here uh, but you have to you have to even even well <laughs> certainly that's not the case because once again I saw it even the most ardent criticizer of their play of late has to appreciate and admit that they played. Really a good game tonight. A really, really good game tonight. Not for 60 minutes. A couple of mistakes that ended up at the back of the net. But to have dominated a team that, just a couple weeks ago in Vegas, which kind of started this stretch of games for Tampa Bay, that's kind of started that slide really was the game in Vegas where you know the Golden Knights were the team that were all over them. And they reversed that trend tonight. They were all over Vegas. Had every opportunity to win this game. Didn't get rewarded for it. Nikita Kucherov had a brilliant chance in the overtime. A stick handling. A patient play around the net. Just missed the far post or else we'd have a much different conversation right now. But all in all, you have to appreciate the way that they played tonight, even if you don't appreciate the result that came with it. And sometimes that's hockey. Now you just have to do, as we kind of talked about after Tuesday's game, build, build, build. Just, You do want to be consistent in the way you play. And if they can consistently play the way they did tonight with their puck retrieval, with their puck possession game, you know, the in hockey a lot of times the best defense is a good offense. If you don't give up the puck, if you don't allow the opposition to have the puck, there's a good chance you're not gonna get scored on. You're not gonna give up many scoring chances. And that was what they did tonight. They were on pucks. I think one of the things that John Cooper really pointed out was the puck battles that they won. So those are building blocks that you want to continue to have and and push towards a more consistent effort. Uh, So you have to take all of that and move it forward to Saturday's game against Chicago, a team that, on paper, you better beat. But as we know, the game is not played on paper. But you better win this game because you look at Chicago's roster and you're like, ooh, man, that doesn't look good. um, Their roster's gutted, uh, but Chicago's been playing some tough games. You know, these these teams at this time of the year, when you've got a roster like Chicago has, they got players wanting to make an impression, and uh, you just have to be wary of that. But put this kind of effort in again on Saturday, and you'll find a way to come out with the two points, Uh, and then you'll end up, you know, at that point, you'll have points in three straight games. Sure, it won't satisfy enough people or some people, but you just have to continue to just play consistent. Uh, that's the key here, and the next chance to do it is on Saturday. All right, thanks as always for listening, for the support, and we'll talk soon. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co.